0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Own Your Truth. This is Brianna Johnson, your hostess. You're currently listening to episode 48 of Own Your Truth. We are in the middle of a 12 methods of manifestation. Today we'll be talking about steps four through six. Um, Some of the topics include flexibility and adaptation, seeing obstacles as potential opportunities, and co-creating with spirit requires patience and acceptance. For the month of September, we held a friendly little competition, a state-by-state competition in the United States to boost listeners in the states. Missouri did win that competition, so if you are a Missouri listener and you would have questions for me for a personal Q&A session that I will incorporate into a podcast next week, you now have an opportunity to pose those questions and send them to my email at I am Brianna Johnson at gmail.com. Brianna is B-R-I-A-N-A. You can also find information on my website at www.iambriannajohnson.com. My email address is on there as well. We will do the Q&A session on next week's podcast. Thank you to everyone who participated. It was really exciting to see the numbers shift as they did. We will be holding another competition. I still need to figure out exactly how I'm gonna do that, but between the different countries, and this of course will exclude the United States because we have the majority of our listeners in the US and it would not be fair. But for the other countries that I have listeners in, I am working on a competition that you guys can participate in. So be listening for that. If you have not become a Patreon member yet, I would encourage you to do that. Be a patron on there and you get a free episode every week. In addition to free content that I publish an audio form depending on your tier. Every member, however, does receive free podcasts weekly. So please check that out. The link is also in the description box. I am also the proud owner of Bahati Tea Company, a proud co owner, that is, and I recently just posted our backstory on our website. So if you're interested in knowing how Bahati Tea Company came to be, you can view us at www.bahatiteacompany.com. It will be under the page heading Just for Fun. I will also be creating a series of funny little video gifts that I'm gonna be starting to use as advertisements. So, I did add a page that has videos and stills as a gallery on there as well. And you can also find that on that page. All right, let's dive into today's podcast. I'm so excited about this topic. I love the process of manifestation, and it really is a process. And if you look at um, how things come to be, a lot of it does have to do with our intent. And our life can be really, really haphazard. Sometimes that's because our thought processes are haphazard and sometimes because our actions are haphazard. Uh, When we work on methods of manifestation, we try to co-create with whatever forces are at work that help manifest certain things. And this is all on a metaphysical level, meaning that things are not linear. They don't happen in a beginning, middle, and end, as we so many times think. But it happens from multiple entities, multiple levels. A lot of times we don't even see some of the back actions that took place in order for certain events to come about. For example, let's say you go to a hardware store and you want to buy a certain type of nail. And for you, it's linear, right? You have the money in the bank or in your pocketbook, you go, you pick out the nails, you go to the register, you purchase them, and you go home. But so many other things had to transpire in order for that nail to be within your grasp. For example, the traffic had to cooperate. There were no accidents on the way to go and get that or on your way home. The second thing would be to consider the the workers at the hardware store and all of the effort that they put forth to make sure that the shelves are stocked and inventory is where you can access it. And then another thing would be the people who manufacture those nails and who sell those to the hardware stores, the laborers that put forth the effort to make sure that those are good quality nails. So there's so many things that happen just in the background that we don't see, that we don't acknowledge. And part of what we need to become more aware of is the metaphysical portions of our life. So many things come together For one instance in time, right now as we're listening to the podcast, right now as I'm recording the podcast, there are millions of things coming in alignment to work towards this being successful. And when we acknowledge that in all of our goals, all of the things that we want to manifest, we need to understand that we are working in conjunction with all of those forces and not in opposition. Yesterday, two of the things that we talked about were working from a place of pure intent and truly focusing on an outcome, what you really want to achieve. And both of those things are still very important and still very relevant. However, we have to understand that those are just a small portion of everything that's going on to manifest a specific outcome. So do things always go our way? No, because we know there are forces we cannot control. It does not matter how much we manifest or try to manifest or how many methods we use. Sometimes things do not go according to our plans. What we have to understand, though, is that we and our plans are part of multiple plans, like I had just indicated before. So if we have a true understanding of that, it is okay to have a specific purpose and a very specific desired outcome. And we focus on those. That's important. Our minds have to be in alignment with those. But we cannot afford to be derailed if something doesn't go exactly the way that we expected it to or we wanted it to. So we have to learn to be flexible and to adapt easily. One of the ways that we do this is to separate the emotion from the intellectual. Think of it as being more strategic instead of reactionary when it comes to our planning. And part of how we do that is creating a strategy for how we're going to handle more or less emotionally changes that occur that we were not expecting. This may be more difficult for those of you who are already very emotional people or very reactive people to get to a place where you start handling things more strategically instead of haphazardly or emotionally or to the point where you feel like everything's over because, you know, we didn't get this one thing. So the strategy is important. If I don't get what I want to today. What is my strategy for handling my emotions? Because that is the first step in knowing what we do after this. Because there are always more than one way to resolve an obstacle. Sometimes we can go through it. Sometimes we've got to go around it. Sometimes we have to pick a new path, and that is okay. So you have to get to a mental space where you're like, okay, I can handle this. Regardless of what happens today, I am strong enough as an individual to not break down, to not give up, and to find a solution. You have to have that Azure resolve. If you are listening to this in the year 2020, maybe even years preceding 2020. We have all faced so many obstacles this year. And those of us who are going to make it, those of us who are going to be successful at this, are the ones who can pivot. Those of us who can adapt. Those of us who can not look at an obstacle as being the end-all, be-all of it all. So once we have a mental strategy, that actually leads me into my next method, and that is to see obstacles as potential opportunities. But again, previously, we had to get into a mental state where we could do that, right? We can't be breaking down and just being completely distraught for days on end. There may be a period of grieving. There may be a period of disillusionment or disbelief. But after you've had your moment, it's time to look at this obstacle as an opportunity. So how do we do that? The first thing we do is we list out the pros and the cons. And sometimes when we look at an obstacle, the first thing that we go is, well, there's nothing good that could possibly come out of this. First of all, that's usually never true. And second of all, it's about changing your perspective. How adaptable and flexible can you be in this moment? Can you see what's happening right now as possibly a divine detour? something that benefits you, maybe even not immediately, but in the long term? How can we turn this cloudy, nasty, bitter storm into more or less a blooming opportunity? And as you're making your pros and cons list, again, initially, you're going to have way more cons (laughs) than you do pros. And the reason for that is as human beings, we are systemically programmed to see things in a negative light, especially here in the United States. We are programmed to believe that instant gratification is the most important thing and that we are supposed to have our way all of the time. And I'm speaking broadly and generally, but for the most part, that is definitely a factor as we grow up here in the United States. So part of our gripe with the obstacle might be that, one, it's not within our time frame, and two, it's not exactly what we wanted. If we are going to be strategic about this, we have to take out those emotions of mine and now. We have to eliminate those from our vocabulary, from our internal dialogue. They can't exist. And after we get to a place where we can eliminate those words, the next thing we need to do is investigate. What we're looking for specifically is how can we use this to our advantage? And this can take a creative mind. And so this will require you to maybe think on your toes. Think a little longer, a little harder. Maybe ask other people some questions. Maybe get a different perspective on things than what we currently have. But initially you have to get out of that emotional and mental state where you take this personally. It's not personal. This is metaphysical. You are not the only entity in this equation, and that doesn't mean that it's okay to get angry at all the other forces that combined to make this happen. It just means you're one piece of the whole, and you have to accept that. You weren't the center of this. You weren't the center of the universe. This whole thing didn't revolve around you. It wasn't a conspiracy to ruin you. No, you're one small piece in the larger picture. And sometimes if we look at it that way, we can take out a little bit of the emotional sting that comes with otherwise painful obstacles. Method six of manifestation is that co-creation requires patience and acceptance. Manifestation is easier, and you will start to see it happen more and more in your life when you have adopted the ability to be patient and to accept. And co-creation here does not have to be co-creation with a God or the universe or a spirit, especially if you believe yourself to be atheist. Co-creation, again, is with all of those forces that combine together to make the events happen in your life and in other people's lives. You can call those forces whatever it is that you would like. Again, the premise is to understand that you're one piece of a whole. And it takes out a lot of the disappointment when things don't go our way when we realize that it wasn't just within our control. In fact, relinquishing control is part of the acceptance portion. It's not in our time frame. It's not necessarily what's in our best interest. And if that's the case, then the collective whole will remove a certain object. It will remove something that's not meant for you. And you have to find the blessings in those things. You have to find the opportunities in those things. And again, it takes creativity. It takes diligence. It takes someone with the ability to adapt and to be patient. Without those virtues, it's easy to give up. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to project onto other people some sort of negativity for not being able to get what you want. Manifestation is a partnership. It's a dance that we do with creation, with the universe. It is not something that one person solely can do on a linear plane. We don't live in a linear plane. So let's go ahead and recap a little bit of what we talked about today. The first one was that we needed to be flexible and adaptive. That's important when things that we are very specific about, we have a very desired outcome, when those things don't go our way. Number five today was that we need to see obstacles as potential opportunities. We do this by investigating and weighing the pros and the cons. And the sixth method that we talked about today was co-creating, knowing that it requires patience and acceptance. Patience, because things do not work on a linear plane or within our time frame. And acceptance, and knowing that there are more entities working to create these manifestations than just us. Multiple planes, multiple forces, all working in conjunction together to manifest a certain point in time. I would really like to know if you guys find any of this information helpful. I'm sure for many of you, it's already reiterating things that you already know about manifestation. It could also be things that you're already putting into practice, but I would love some feedback if you wouldn't mind. And you can either send me a direct message on the platform you're listening to, or you can also send it to my email at iambriannajohnson at gmail.com. Tomorrow, we will be discussing methods seven, eight, and nine. Seven is in conjunction with time as a fluid And relative entity. Eight is working from a place of conviction and not emotion. And nine talks about how sayings, writings, and recordings can help bring the things we desire from a mental plane into a physical plane. Tomorrow will be the third out of the four different segments that we're doing this week. The fourth and last one will be only available on Patreon, so to ensure that you don't miss that, if you haven't already signed up to be a patron on Patreon, please click on the link in the description box and sign up for that. You can get those free episodes for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, own your truth.